It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. Welcome to Alexandra Friends 660 The Answer. Thank you so much for uh, sitting at your desk and listening to our show every Saturday night at 10 p.m., sponsored by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. And here I am this evening with my wonderful, wonderful friends, V. Courtney and our boss for our show, Roberto Perez with Miller Title and soon to be another name. Good evening. <laughs> How are you? Great. Good evening. And Good today evening. we are going to settle an argument here. Okay. Uh-oh. Say his last name. Perez. Perez. Say your last name. Perez. <laughs> See? Do you know what the who common makes, denominator who makes, who is, is that we will have I don't have any Latino or Latina uh, genetics running through my body, yeah, so, so the that's the Irish is, version of Perez. How you want me to say it? You want me to say it in Spanish, or you want me to say it in English? <laughs> We're gonna say you the the right way. How about in Yiddish? <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on, thank everybody? You, you. Well, uh, just working very, very, very hard. It's a very tough market, and if you're in the real estate business, oh my gosh, it is a uh, Jeez, really? it's horrible. It's horrible, horrible because people are coming from other countries and. There's not enough homes. Mm -hmm. And as you know, the new builders cannot build or sell anything right now. Mm -hmm. Everything has to wait. Wait It is a moratorium. Did you know that? No. Why? You cannot uh, because they they sold so much at one time that now I I don't know who made them stop, but it is a completely. So what you're having to do, you get on a list to be able to buy a home sometime for closing in December or January. Well, so this is what's been kind of going on on the backside with, you know, I get a lot of requests for insurance on these homes that have been put into place months ago. And I had one the other day where a couple from California had purchased a new build and it was going on while all of the lumber increases kept rising, rising, rising. Well, the the builder's contract was never executed by the builder, only by the buyer and the builder rescinded the contract said, if you want this house, the price has gone up 150,000 or you need to walk. Wow. I mean, and that, yeah, the builder, I mean, that contract protects the builder. And so that's something to take into consideration as well. And, you know, you've got all of these rising prices, everything with the storm, you've got crews that are so spread thin that, the quality of workmanship they're bringing in people that maybe don't have as much experience. So these are all things that I think people need to really take a look at when you're going through, especially the new home process. Is this a crew you've worked with for years? How is your builder? How much experience do they have? Are we going through the inspection process? What are, what are you seeing that's coming up? And I think too, some other things that I've seen with the winter storms, these people that had had almost, homes that were going to close that March time period. And then we had that bad freeze. Are you doing an additional inspection, your third party inspection to make sure that there's no issues with the piping? You turning that dishwasher on to make sure that water isn't going to come out yeah. all over your kitchen. So these are things that I'm yeah. seeing on my end where I'm having to rewrite policies to account for the delay for all of these uh, issues that are coming up. Well, just think about the people that started their loans in December for mm-hmm. the new construction and the interest rate was at 2.1 or 1.9 or today I have a closing with Dior Horton and I don't know if it's going to close or not because their interest is at 3.9. Oh, wow. That makes and a big difference. Makes a big difference. Yeah. And they're from, they're, they're Latino. They're very, they're very concerned. They don't, I don't know if it's going to close or not, but think about it. So it's not just this, it's also the interest rates mm-hmm. where you're talking about a, a thousand, two thousand dollar difference on your payment and they're only qualified for this. And you're talking about what's going to happen at the time of the closing. That makes a big difference. Well, what about the insurance, too? Right now, we're seeing a spike in home insurance premium. So, unfortunately, if you're a lender out there, I need you all to stay in your lane and stick to financing homes. Okay? Okay. I don't don't need you all giving advice on homeowners, policies, and how much they should cost and what the coverage should be. And it's happening every day. Oh, goodness. So, you know, you've got your, your lender estimates as to how much this homeowner policy is going to be. And in reality, it's double that because I don't know what you're quoting or what site you're getting that from, but it's it's wrong. And I won't put somebody in a, a bad policy because if Thank something you. were to happen, who does that come back on? The to client you. and me Oh, to all day long. And I don't want to have that mm-hmm. phone call saying, mm-hmm. why didn't you properly protect me when you told me you would? 
Well, I can't say, well, your lender said your DTI, your debt to income ratio was off and we need to get that premium down so yeah. you can pay for your monthly payment. I can't say those things. Right. But you would like to think that uh-huh. those honest conversations are being had. And I know you as a realtor most definitely are having those conversations where you're trying to keep people in a, a price point that they can manage, understanding that taxes are going to be an issue and that your homeowner's insurance, it's going up. I mean, it's going up. I don't know what to tell you. We've got hail and tornadoes and downbursts and winter storms. And and we're still dealing with the winter storm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you know what's the big problem? People, they want to be house poor, period. People are being house poor. They don't want to be house poor. They want to keep up with the Jones. That's what they want. Yeah. Well, whatever is that, that means. I don't know. We are back on the lipstick from the pig and things that. No, it's just like a lifestyle. Yeah, they want. lifestyle. And then they do the 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 mortgage and the insurance and everything and it's tight and then when they receive a renovation uh, of the the insurance and now it's up 30 40 bucks a month they cannot afford mm-hmm. yep. so people it's okay to live in a house smaller than yes. you have today well and I th- and the problem is it's not the smaller today it's the price because let, let me i'm going to say a city let's say Garland has always been a very economical town that mm-hmm. you can right. really mm-hmm. go in and buy a $195,000 mm-hmm. home. Well, today that one ninety five is $250,000. Mm-hmm. So the person that makes 30000 or 40000 a year could go to Garland and buy a home there and live comfortable. And you know you close a lot of them from Garland, Roberto. Mm-hmm. Today, mm-hmm. that person cannot do that. They no. can't do They, they can't cannot do, do it. that. So what's happening is we're talking about uh, properties that are just beyond the, there's no more middle class properties. It's all the high class, and I'm not talking about high class, I'm talking about the, the, the income has mm-hmm. moved so high for the, for the property sales. So you're, so you're in trouble with all this. And what's happening is leaving the people that are in the $40,000, $50,000 income out of the, of the home, mm-hmm. home building. So uh, now you're moving to a different direction. So, Roberto, what do you see in your office? Do you see people getting a little upset when they come to the closing and they have to pay a little bit of difference? Right. So I guess the main point here will be talking about, like you said, affordability, and it's getting a little bit tougher to to have mid-income to low-income families afford a home, you know. So in my case, I deal a lot with the working class, the... um, uh, I guess mid mid income the blue collar yeah blue collar so yeah it would be there's been an increase of uh, a lot of pricing in the what we, we used to I guess call the low income areas or mid oh yeah mid affordable. affordable I would say affordable yeah. there you go affordable so now basically the 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 areas are are pretty much all throughout spread high prices right so mm-hmm. there's a a group on Facebook called McKinney Cares and. They start a, an argument last week because it's not just the, the, the middle class, but uh, retired. A lot of uh, retirees, people that live uh, on a fixed income, they're not affording to live on those cities anymore because the property tax are going up mm-hmm. so much. The insurance is going up. So they're going, they need to leave the neighborhood that they're being for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And they have nowhere else to go because they're going to sell their house. For a higher price, but they cannot buy Probably another one too. One. So, you know, and also I have to say that it's also demanding on on the other end of the market, like on the higher end of the market, because there's fights for houses. Period. Like no matter what mm-hmm. the price is, yeah. you know. So I had a situation where a guy, uh, you know, they won a a bid of a house that was seven hundred thousand, but it took thirty offers for him to to bid so there weren't a lot of other options around mm-hmm. that price range either. oh yeah every home you know? is getting it's a bidding it's a bit tens and tens yeah. whatever of amounts of offers and so what is the thing too because i used to you know it used to be i guess a positive reflection of how bad you wanted a home when you would write a personal letter and you describe your family now that's been that's been nixed, right? You that's can't been do- nixed because number one, you're it was working too much. Yeah, you're working with another realtor, mm-hmm. okay, or or another party. If you have forty bids like this one had ninety, right. okay, they they don't care. All they're do- looking at what's the bottom it's line. Numbers, yeah. What's the bottom line? Okay, what are they paying? Okay, so 
my client's paying for the title policy. This client's paying for, uh, they want they want you to give them 5000 So they're looking at the bottom line. Mm-hmm. That's the numbers, what they're going to do. But if you notice also how many houses are coming back into the market. Right. Back to the market because they either qualified, they didn't have the money to close. True. So you're seeing more and more homes because what happened is we're pushing them to the to the limit. Mm-hmm. And also they don't have the money for sometimes for closing. You You also have to know that, Title company has expenses. Is mm-hmm. that correct? That's Roberto? true. So a lot of people, I guess, have that misunderstanding that everything is free. <laughs> <laughs> I so wish. in in a way, you kind of expect stuff to get done free in a way, you know. But no, I mean, everyone incurs an expense. I mean, obviously, there's some government fees in between. There's always that guarantee that you are getting the clear title of your house. Which is, I guess, a good topic to jump into because, you know, people seem to understand that you probably can buy something and take it back. Like, you just get the receipt and send it back. (laughs) (laughs) But in a house, it's a little different, right? We can actually talk about that more in detail for the next segment because I think that that's really important to understand what all that means. And it's funny because, you know, we're on all these Facebook groups and I'm in insurance groups and realty groups and all this stuff. And it's just the amount of, I guess, uneducation, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Uneducated. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And it's not it's not of any fault of anybody's. It's yeah. just until you go through the process, you don't understand. But mm-hmm. this is right. a really good opportunity for if you're hearing things that we're talking about, reach out to us and ask us, what does that mean? How does that impact me? What wh- what are you talking about with these fees and, and X, Y and Z? And I think that that's really important to gain an understanding and do your research because we're seeing a lot of. Not so much, I don't want to say ignorance because that sounds so harsh, but it, it really is like, why put yourself in a situation that's going to financially devastate you potentially years down the road um, or immediately, you know, where you can buy this home, but you can't put any furniture in it and you can't do anything else for the next several years because your money's tied up in this mm-hmm. house. Well, I had a closing uh, Friday and the first question they asked me when they walked out of there, what are all these charges on this HUD and I think that's where Roberto needs to come in and Mm -hmm. talk about all these charges on the HUD Mm -hmm. and they look like they're more and more and they're not the title company's charges they're charges that come from the mortgage company from the insurance company which because they have to have their payments there Mm -hmm. so we'll talk about that on our next uh, on our next um, you know uh, what I saw the other day the website that you finally have shared with us that has been under cloak and cover it's amazing Oh, you're talking about Alexandra and France, yes. and we're waiting for the for the banner for <coughs> for Miller Title awesome. or for the new title. I'm super excited company. about it because now you're able to have a landing page for yes. all of our previous podcasts. It has a picture of all of our guests. Nice. I thought that was so awesome. It gives you an opportunity. Liz to, is an amazing person. Yes, she does Castaneda. a great job. She was one of our guests, yes. and her podcast is on there. So, um, if you would like more information on that, you can visit our Facebook at Alexandra and Friends 660. You can also shoot us a message from there, or shoot us an email at Alexandra and Friends 660 at gmail.com tonight is a very exciting night because we have our uh, sponsor with us tonight and uh he's an amazing gentleman and he has uh, taken uh, a leap with us on our show uh i kind of uh, when i went to his office one time i said i want to do a show alexander and friends and i'd love for you to um sponsor us and he said yes and so here we are today, mm-hmm. and I, I am getting other sponsors. I'm getting other people to come on board with us, Roberto. So Thank you. <laughs> Courtney, what do you think? I What's- think it's amazing, but I do want to share a story as we're talking about insurance and all the unfortunate things that happen. So we were driving to practice the other night, and bad accident on 75. Oh. I mean, it's just always accidents, right? And so I get off onto the service road, and we're all kind of doing that teeter-totter, like, are we going to get back on the highway on the next exit? Or are we going to stay on the service road? And so I'm kind of going back and forth. And then so I cut I cut the wheel to the right pretty sharp. And they had redone like the median. And it had come to almost a point instead of the little half circle where you have some room. And I was in a state of shock because me and my daughter, like I thought we were going to flip the car. Oh. We, we went up on two Ooh. wheels. And then I look in the rearview mm-hmm. mirror and everyone's slamming their brakes on because they're like, oh, gosh, is she going to flip? You know? So anyways, we get going and I'm like, okay, we're fine. We're alive. Everything's good. And then I look and the steering wheel is cocked to the like the left side and we're still going straight. I'm like, oh, no. So I took it to the shop the other day and they were able to get everything aligned. But the camber isn't aligning. I'm learning all these new new things because I know like tie rod suspension struts and all that stuff. (laughs) So anyways, I got to take that in. 
and get that checked. But I hate that so dumb. So now it's like several hundred dollars to get everything fixed. And you're like, oh, can you claim it on your insurance? I would never put that. You don't you don't put that you don't put that stuff on your insurance because it'll be an at fault claim. And it's probably not more much more than your deductible. Uh, Monica called me. We had Monica here in the past that she was driving back. She's a nurse, 24 hour shift. And one tire just fell off of oh an 18 wheeler and just came and just just bumped her car. Slam her? Yeah. Wow. And then she was like, V, I thought I'm going to die. And she was like, I called my insurance. I said, call Courtney first. She did. Yeah. She called. Me. Yep. Yeah. She actually called her insurance and then she called me. But yeah. it's fine. It all worked out. It was quite a bit of damage and she's got yeah. a, a luxury vehicle. So it's going to be well over her deductible. Yeah. But it was shredded pretty bad. Like all the underneath and oh. her wheel cover. It was it's it was a good bad. thing that she didn't have a wreck with it. I mean, mm-hmm. she didn't. Well, and it's important in situations like this. So, you know, there's debris that comes off the road mm-hmm. all the time. If you run over it, it's a collision claim. You're found at fault for that. If it flies into your vehicle and causes damage, it's a comprehensive claim, which is a not at fault on your insurance. So just keep mm-hmm. that in mind. If it flies into you, comp. If you run over it, collision. So Okay, Courtney, I'm going to make sure that uh, now that... What if uh, it flies under you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we call Miller Title to come and help us. <laughs> well, Roberto, are you glad you're here today with us? And uh, you, we're going to give you time for you to talk all about your uh, up and coming and awesome. all the items of your office and how you start the process when I bring you my contract to your office. Great. What are the, what's the process as we start? Because now with the new law, you know, our, law? our contracts have changed. We have to bring our option to the title company. That's right. And all our contracts, if you're not a realtor, our contracts have changed every Whoa, so wait, often. You have to bring the option to the title now? Yes, yes, we do. What is the option? Why? The option money because the the uh, our wonderful law- lawyers in Austin rewrote our contracts and they, they do constantly they just keep doing over and over and changing the contracts. So now the earnest money and the option money has to come to the title company. The title company it's another job for them. They distribute the option to the to the seller now that we, we used to take it to the right. seller. So now it's changed. So Roberto can talk about that. Well, is there an extra fee for that? Or that's that's just... Well, that's what we're going to Okay, gonna let's ask, hear that because that's interesting. Title, uh, okay. man here, what so. is the option? And When you buy it, well, you speak to this. When you buy a home, and it, it, let, me, let, let me say something that's very important. I am about, if you, you either write it, you either post it here and say, this is how much you have to bring, or you don't. But our contracts are very open. So earnest money. I usually put $1. An agent comes back to me and says, oh, no, it's about 2 to 3%. Well, that's not true because it doesn't say on the contract how much is the right. earnest money. The same thing as the option. This is what, it's like a, 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 what happens is when you make an offer, you write that you offer a, um, your contract says, how much money, earnest money do you want to put? That's to kind of give you an idea that you're really interested on a property. Oh, like okay. a good faith good money faith, saying, I want to buy. Right. And okay. the option is to, to buy some days to be able to do your inspection, to um, go in and out. And you can walk away with an, if you do an option for five days, you pay $100, let's say, to the seller to take the house off the market so that you can go ahead and do your uh, your, your inspections and whatever. That if during those four days, if you decide you do not want the home, you can walk away. The seller keeps the hundred dollars. You get your earnest money back. And oh. we're going to have Roberto talk all about that. But about the it. the thing about it is the contracts change so much that now you're putting another pressure on the title company. That are they are are they going to increase the 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 cost for title? Mm-hmm. So we'll talk to Roberto about all these things. So. Yeah, so I'm actually. Roberto, you want to introduce yourself? Oh yeah, sorry for you guys that uh, never heard of me. I'm Roberto Perez. Um, I am Perez. 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 Did you you hear Perez? I sure did, actually. There you go. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. And I am Miller Title. You do speak Spanish. Hablo español. Um, helping the community for past twenty years or so. So I have. you know, just been trying to make this uh, actually a uh, dream come true for, for me. So I've been helping families get their title insurance. So if you guys are not aware of what the title company is, 
or does in the transaction, we are sort of what you would call the referee in this, right? So we are going off of the rules and applying that to your transaction in a way and going off of the contract, which is mostly like the instructions of everything. Okay. So we're foreseeing that everything goes as you have already written it down in your purchase agreement, right? So that's part of it. Now, speaking about the option and earnest money, yeah, that's part of the contract. Um, no, I don't think there's actually a written amount or, you know, that that says the actual amount, but usually they handle about 1% because I guess that's more of a serious uh, uh, amount for, for, for it to be in deposit. So you, so you, so you as a buyer can show that you're serious. Right. That is correct. It's, it's a this, it's, yes. property, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. And then the option, uh, like we talked about, is that period that you are telling the seller, like, yeah, I want this house, but I want to make sure this house is, is what I need. It's make sure everything is good. So what are Just some like things that would be... like lifting the hood up in the house, right? Or, well, and that's the thing. When people say clear title, and what does that mean? What could be attached to a home or attached to a property? What do people need to be concerned about? Sure. So in a way, um, it's mostly because the house is your collateral in a way, right? Uh, it's It kind of helps your net income or what you're worth as a person, right, as a family, as a guy. So a lot of these things that you are going through life purchasing or maybe um, you you acquire a loan through through somebody or or you're not keeping up with your bills in a way you're not your being responsible or... with your taxes exactly or or child support or maybe you're in an ugly ugly divorce and you're or maybe you had a renovation and the you didn't pay the contractor mechanically sure yeah so anything like that could could be filed onto your house because that's basically where people can get money from if you are owed money and you need to get paid Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the things that we, of course, taxes is most common. You got to pay property taxes. So most people will try to, you know, sell property or property uh, properties with backed up taxes. So you, you it's just like I said, you're lifting the hood up in that house, you know, because when you buy a car. You don't kick the tires. Well, if you do, you, please mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. So Roberto, real quick, when I bring the ta- the contract to you, what what is the begin the process where it starts to where it ends? What do you what is the first thing that you your office does? Sure. So in and there's several ways that you can get involved with the title company, and I guess to speak about the most common one is through the purchase agreement, um, because we do have a responsibility in the transaction to ensure it because the lenders making sure that they're lending money to, to a house that doesn't have anything owed on it. So when the process comes in is through an, through an order and this way you can order title work through a contract, through a, a request, um, you know, a order form of some sort, but most commonly it's through contract. So they bring in the contract as Alexander said, as an agent, um, they bring it to me because now in this case they had their relationship with me. Or someone in the transaction had a relationship with me. So they understand that I'm going to take care of this transaction in full. So they bring me that order and that's how we start. So now that's when the process starts. Now everything in the ball is starting to roll. And as we get into the next section, we can talk about all the steps throughout. But the order starts when the order comes in is through a contract. And that's what we have as a initial order to start searching that property. And we know how much to search it for, what the names are, who, which names to run. You know, if we're confirming who the seller is and then property description, taxes and all that stuff. So you're just not the office. You just don't supply the space for people to come in and sign their documents. You guys are actually doing right. uh, all this pre-work in the back, <laughs> which I think some people don't understand. Oh, I'm going to the title office to sign. They don't they don't know that you've done all these steps to to get it to this point. You brought all these parties together and everything else. So. And what happens right. when, when you sit down and the uh, person that's sitting there is supposed to be dead, like we just had um, back in December, mm-hmm. uh, they're showing that the person is dead and my person, the person sitting right there. Oh, no. So they have to go back. Is it, 
the title search, you know, because of his name. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Remember that. And so there's all these issues. And you're at closing, and the guy standing up says, I'm walking out, the seller, you know, and you're dealing with a 400,000. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, my goodness. Showing that he's dead. And uh, you get into situations, so. Well, it's because of the search that we do. We, we, you know, look at names thoroughly and social security numbers and addresses. So you got to realize, you know, there's more than one John Smith or or Gladys, you know. Gladys. Gladys and the Pips, is that right? (laughs) But in my case, it's more of a, you know, Jose Martinez or Maria Hernandez or something like that. Very good. We have to identify who these people are, actually. So you could own a house in Dallas County, and you could be Jose Martinez, but there could also be another Jose Martinez that's around there that's owning property that's not necessarily attached to your house. But that's because of the name, we are able to determine if there's other debt attached to that person. Interesting. Wow. So this is going to be an exciting time, especially when you're married three times and they find out that you have three wives. That is the worst <laughs> part of it all. So, Roberto, you're going to talk all about all these things and about title, uh, title theft and Texas Housing Insights. This is a great day to great. be in this part of the world. And then uh, V can kind of give us a little bit of what happens if you don't, uh, you know, if you need to, to come and do your taxes in her office, right, V? Yeah, well, this year in Texas is June 15. Yeah. So, but. Good job. Well, so tax day in Texas is June 15, but be aware that FBAR, that's not, is not extended. So if you have accounts outside of the United States with more than $10,000, any time in 2020, you need to file a form called FBAR. So, just go ahead and talk with your tax person. They need to help you. If you don't have one, just check Mayflower Tax <coughs> Insurance in Plano. That's the first thing. The second thing that I would like to say is people are buying houses and they are not reviewing their life insurance policy. Okay? And what That's people true. want to know is here in the United States is not like in other countries. In my country, for example, in Brazil, when you do a mortgage, when you finance a house, if you die the house is paid off because they have uh, insurance inside of the mortgage that if you die, the house is paid off. Well, that's not happening in the United States. So make sure that if you are financing now at $350,000, you don't steal with your $100,000 life insurance policy because if something happens to you, your family is going to be in a bad shape. And I think, I mean, that brings up a really good point and it's kind of, you know, we see a lot of people where one spouse works and the other spouse stays at home. Yes. And a lot of times they're like, well, we've got life insurance through my my husband's employer, mm-hmm. you know, the stay at home mom. And and it's like, that's just a very small amount. Now you think about it mm-hmm. where they think the breadwinner is going to pass and how are you going to pay the bills? But what about the person that isn't bringing in an income, but does all of this uh, stuff at home takes care of the kids? So now if that person mm-hmm. passes... Now you've got to pay for daycare. Do you have the money for that? Now you've got to absorb the cost of trying to figure out when you're going to grocery shop, get the kids here and there, hire just help. keep the same well, lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. Not that. It's just you need time to deal with the debt. You need your time to, what's the word? When you, when, to grieve. grieve. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because especially when you have kids. You need to have the option to stay home three months, six months, whatever, mm-hmm. to take care of your kids. So when people come to us and say, hey, I don't have life insurance because I'm a stay-at-home mom or the husband usually is the one that says, oh, she's, she doesn't bring any money. Well, the point is I usually recommend for them to have at least two years off the breadwinner's salary mm-hmm. because if he decides to stay home for six months and then take another six months to find a job, they can keep the, the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. just, it's so important. important. Pay attention, guys. And I think that's something, yeah. too, where you take a, like a holistic approach to your budget and it's fine to have a nice pool and nice landscaping and have all the fancy backyard umbrellas and lounge chairs and like people put all their money into this stuff and then they forget that this could all be gone in a blink of an eye. Right. Yes. And mm-hmm. and then at some point, tell me, yes, I know, mm-hmm. I know, it's, it's very difficult. I and, know, and this is where people <clears throat> don't understand that life is—you know—one moment you're sitting here, mm-hmm. and the next moment right. you might not come right. back again. 
So I think it's important for insurance cause I'm, uh, and for housing and for life insurance and all these things to be brought together and put in a, like in a bucket right. and start going through them. And I think it's good for Courtney and V to sit down with uh, future clients, her clients that just want information. Uh, this is our show is what is about business and journeys of, of, of other people that have gone through the journey. So we appreciate your business and we appreciate for you to get in touch with us. Yeah. Miller title is yes. there for you for any issues that need to be done. So Roberto, bring us yes. on, uh, tell us all about the good, the bad and the ugly on closing. Right. So the good is just like you would, you know, want to protect your life and you would want to protect your car and, you know, your house and everything like that. You want to protect the title or the history of it when you buy it. It's basically the good thing about the title insurance. We want to make sure that we get people in houses that are like nowadays with the new builds that you don't have contractors that didn't get paid, that, you know, you don't have builders with liens from banks. That Can that happen on a new build? Have you yeah. seen Ooh, that? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. But, well, yeah. okay, so. Well, he'll tell us it's mechanical liens. Right. Well, I understand that. But I mean, with you going through a big builder, like a big name builder, you would think that that would all be. You would think. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just it's just like any anything else, you know. I mean, let's just talk about the demand of it. I mean, builders don't have the same, um, you know, time or, or crews to keep up with that demand. Mm-hmm. So they may just be hiring, you know, fly by night contractors. Oh, I and not. they not maybe they don't even pay them sometimes. I mean, it's not the same crew you work with every day. So they're like, they just get my house done and leave them out there. So those people can file liens against that. You know, the builder can have, um, maybe have gotten a loan for that whole piece of land and owes something for that lot that you're buying and it didn't get released right or didn't get transferred correctly. So all that stuff is what matters. You know, you don't want to buy a house and be in there six months and then get a letter and, you know, saying, hey, uh, this didn't get paid or this. If that ha- were to happen, you know, that's why you need title insurance to fall back on, just like you would need. And that's what's included you know, in your closing fees that. is that title insurance. Right. So our title insurance part is set by the state and it's uh, a regulated amount. It's um, the the state, you know, watches that and regulates that amount so it doesn't get overcharged or whatnot. But it's always to protect the consumer. So that's our main goal here is to, to protect the consumer, make sure that they are getting into something that's that's actually worth what they're buying. Well, and I remember when we sold our first house in the United States like 10 years ago, uh, they are trying to do what they call back-to-back closing. So the person who was buying my house was closing his house in the morning and then getting the money and payos in the afternoon. We got to the closing and didn't happen because uh, the guy who was buying my house had a $39,000 uh, lien on his house with the IRS. And they had until that day to pay the IRS, to release the lien, to sell the house and to buy mm-hmm. my house. And it didn't happen. So what happened? Uh, the house went back to market. So, Roberto, so those are the items that you are doing research so continue on that. What happens when, when there is a, let's say, a child support lien? What, tell me a little right. bit. Of- uh, so the, the process takes about a week to get everything searched and everything back. Then we find out taxes. We find out, I mean, we could pull from the very beginning of the first deed of that property. Uh, normally, if it's required, we'll do that. Um, right now, because of the demand, we can go back up to, you know, 48 months. Um, normally that's the time, you know, that there hasn't been any other changes or stuff like that. So we guarantee that. And then we say, Hey, this guy owes child support. This guy owes taxes. So when that does come up, um, we have to address it. So there is, you know, information that's, you know, given to us by the seller to confirm the date of birth, social security numbers to know that we are actually dealing with the same person that owes this whatever it is, child support, tax lien, mechanical lien, labor lien, abstract of judgment, nuance lien, whatever, you know? Mm. So in this case, we we have that information and we go back and tell them, hey, you know, we've gone back, this matches what has been filed in the county records against you and, you know, you owe this. Nine times out of ten, they're going to tell you, 
oh yeah, uh, this was long time ago. I should say eight, nine or eight out of ten. But then there's those two times that they'll tell you, oh no, I, I don't know. I, you know, they'll try to play like I don't never. I've never known. Never this. heard about never it. Heard. Charles, what letter? Me, kids, I I owe Charles. Yeah. Actually, it was funny. One time I was in the closing, and well, actually, I want to say in the closing, but it was coming up for closing, and we told the agent, "I was like, hey, your client has child support liens," and the agent kept telling us, "No, no, he says he doesn't. He says he doesn't." So I told her, "I was like, okay, well, this is his social that you gave me. This is the social that's showing up here. So it's the same one, address, date of birth, and everything." So you know, the guy was like so stubborn that he wasn't. It wasn't his. So the closing fell through because he didn't want to pay it. <laughs> and it was about forty thousand dollars. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So your responsibility at that situation, you just you have to stop everything, correct? Right, because in the state of uh, you know the state of Texas, the attorney general, they're owing that, so they go back to your assets and they try to levy off of that. So then, if I go and sell this property, the child support can go back and say, well, why we didn't get notification of this? Mm-hmm. Why you? Let him have all this money from selling his house, and then cause that's that's why they file these against the property. Yeah. So when Marcos Rincon sends sends you a contract to foreclosing, you're the one that does the final numbers. Is that correct? Yeah. So then, if you're buying the property with a loan, then we actually have everyone's fees, and we are the ones who make the settlement statement for the transaction. So we put together along with the lender. Uh, what we call now a closing disclosure and or settlement statement, and then we balance numbers. That's what we call balance. So we make sure that everyone's you know getting paid, everything's being you know accounted for. Um, if there's any taxes that have to be paid, commission to agents. If there's any surveyors that have to be paid, so all that we put it into one you know single document, and we coordinate that with the bank so that the numbers can be you know played out correctly and then you're able to say, okay, well, Courtney, you got to bring me $30,000 for your million dollar Write your check right now. You know, what's interesting too about child support liens, and this is something where I don't think a lot of people uh, understand that they can go after so many things. And if you're involved in a car accident and you're not at fault and you're entitled to some sort of injury settlement from the at-fault carrier and they are going to compensate you for your pain and suffering, your inconvenience money, your missed wages, the attorney general files a lien against that settlement. So when I handle claims, if I got a letter from the attorney general, this person essentially is thinking, oh, I got hit. I'm going to be reimbursed and I'm going to get paid. And I would present them with the check after we would settle. And it would say uh, whoever the person is that was injured and the attorney general. And I'd say, (laughs) here you go, sign this. And I would take that and I'd send it off to the attorney general and they would get nothing. And so that's something too to, um, keep in the back of your mind that they yeah. they're gonna find you. They're gonna find <laughs> they're gonna you. Gonna and find you. It, the whole it's a whole process. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's a process from the beginning to the end till the moment you close. So we're coming pretty much to the end of our um, little uh, conversation here. So Roberto, what happens when you get to the title company for closing and you're short on your funds? Can we continue with that conversation after? We sure yeah, can. We should. We should. Let's go ahead and remind people of our Facebook page. Please like our Facebook page. It is Alexander and Friends 660. You can also shoot us an email at Alexander and Friends 660 at gmail.com. All of our podcasts of our previous shows are on there. Go ahead and send us a message if you'd like to be a part of the show. Share share a story that you feel would inspire others. Um, as a lot of our guests have to you, we would really appreciate that. And most importantly, if you're wanting to get your business out there and advertise on our show, we would love to talk to you talk with you about that. Saturday nights is becoming very popular. Yes. Alexander and friends, we are having a tremendous amount of people that are interested in our show. So we're having a conversation tonight about businesses in general. So please jump in with us. If you have any questions, just put them on our Facebook and we will try and respond to you as soon as possible. V, Courtney, yes. and Roberto here tonight. Yes. So let's keep our conversations going on businesses because we don't do this very often. We always have guests and tonight, well, we do have a special guest, don't we? Yes. <laughs> the boss man. Is he paying our dinner after this? Mm. Is he paying is he paying dinner for us after the Break meeting? Oh, I don't Ooh. know about dinner. He looks very Margarita. handsome. By the way, uh Roberto, who uh what the shirt you have is absolutely beautiful. Uh is there somebody uh that made yes. that shirt for you? Yes, actually uh 
it was one of our first guests or you know one of the few mm-hmm. first what? ones i guess was that it's mr, mr. Boo? Boo, you remember him he yeah. was in our show he has his own shop in uh plano it's uh Vu's custom tailor wow Custom Clothier. Custom Clothier. Yes, yeah, Clothier. Right. So you have this very sheen, silky shirt on with cufflinks and, and your name, the name embroidered the name yeah, on the cuff. And then you also, I, I what are these called? I remember shell toes, which those are not. Shell yeah. toes? Yeah. yeah. You got some it's, shell toes. Yeah. Okay. Now it's one of right. those, those. Rocking some. Yeah. Yeah. Some shell toes. So okay. I, I must say, I, I feel like a million bucks. You are <laughs> a million bucks. But one of the things that I'm going to bring, Mr. Vu came to our show. Mm-hmm. And this is what we do. If you come, if you're with our show and you're somebody that we are doing business, we want to recommend you. Yes. And I think you look very, 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 very special today. Thank and you. Mr. Vu, if you want to come and join us and uh, do a little bit of uh, commercials with us, we are we welcome you with open arms. I must yeah, say that I got a really nice suit made, custom made from Mr. Vu. And the price um, is good, right? It was, yeah, it was actually it's very, good very good price. And man, I just I can't wait to put it on. You know, I, that's awesome. Well, I'm you, just gonna wear it every sweetest. day. Like that's gonna be my suit for every day <laughs> with the shell toes. With, with the, the shell toes. toes. <laughs> so let's continue our conversation on the closing. The closing's coming up. Tell tell us a little bit about what the HUD is and what um what what you do when you're getting ready to close. So the HUD is actually um old school. The document is. Uh, now called the closing disclosure. Why? I mean, as we talked about, there's changes throughout legislature and everything. So for some reason now it's called, <clears throat> excuse me, the closing disclosures. HUD could be used for a cash transaction now, but if you are purchasing a, with a lender, you balance the closing disclosure, you put all the numbers together, which will show you all the fees, all the tax prorations, uh, the money you put down for your, Deposit for the earnest money, the you know deposit earlier in the contract. You get a credit for your option fee back. Uh, it'll show you what you also paid outside of closing, which is not being charged at closing, but it'll tell you there that you've already paid. For example, um, your appraisal because they charge you that beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes yeah. you know you pay for a certain um, termite inspections or whatnot, and then you also you know show that there. So the insurance, Courtney, as you know, gets mm-hmm. also paid at closing. And you love seeing those checks come in uh, <laughs> from Miller Title, right? <laughs> well, and it's so it's so funny because I always ask people, you know, are you going to escrow? And they say, what? What does that mean? That's a good question. And, and so when you escrow, typically in my world, it means that your monthly payment that you're paying to your mortgage company includes your homeowner's insurance and your tax, your taxes. And mm-hmm. at the end of the year, your mortgage company or whoever's servicing that escrow account is going to cut a check for your taxes. And then they're also going to cut the check for your yearly insurance due. And mm-hmm. so what happens is when your homeowner's insurance goes up, you get that nice little note from your mortgage company saying, hey, we just want to let you know that you have a shortage in your escrow, your account, escrow account and your mortgage payment is going to now be X, Y, and Z. And that would be a really good opportunity for you to say, oh, let me see if I can shop my homeowner's insurance. Let me call Courtney right. and Integrity Personal Insurance. Yes. And we can take yeah. a look to see if we can go ahead and find a, a more competitive price and do a... Um, a coverage comparison to make sure that the coverages look good. And that's the same for taxes. I know we've talked about that. You want to make sure you file your homestead if you're in your primary residence. Right. And you also want to dispute your taxes. Just try every year. Just yeah. dispute them. Because even if you knock it down a little bit of money, every penny counts. Every and penny and counts. that's an easy thing. And those are things, again, where we're throwing out terminology. If you have questions, reach out to us because we're just trying to help you save money and make sure that your stuff is protected. Right. And one thing that people do not realize, Roberto will pay after you close, mm-hmm. he will pay, take care of paying the taxes, paying all the all the closing costs at the title company. And when Roberto, do you ever forget paying those things? <laughs> <laughs> you know, question. if you have a if you have a good agent, they're going. Where's yeah. the check? Where's the Where's check? The check? No. Well, he's paying with your money. Don't think that he's going to take out of his own yeah, money. I was just going to say, just thank make you, it be. clear because uh, I mean, yes, I'm going to be the clear. first one here. Yeah. My taxes go <laughs> ahead and do it. No, I don't pay them for you. I just send out the check for you. Mm-hmm. You you bring in the money, I'll send out the check. And and yeah, I mean, you know, we're all human. I've had situations in the past where 
um, the taxes maybe didn't get collected. So because of the title insurance, we have to respond for that. So that's where you want to make sure, you know, you, you, you have or you work with someone reputable that's not just going to give you the runaround and. And I think also, too, it's taking ownership with your stuff and you have online access to your um, mortgage and your escrow account. When it's time for things to be due, just check in there and make sure that they've cut the check. I mean, let's just be something clear, because when we're talking about that, so we don't send out the checks every year. We actually just send out the initial tax check if you're closing within the tax months, because every taxes are due from October to January. And they are retroactive. So basically you pay at the end of the year for that year mm-hmm. that you just are finishing. So right? they collect that. You would collect that. At closing, right. the lender has, like you said, the escrow account. So let's just talk about escrow because people get confused yes. because we we have an escrow fee in our transaction because as an escrow, um, let's just use the term escrow, it's more of a holding and until you know coming in and coming out it's it's just kind of a uh i guess a, a savings without the interest bearing and stuff like that so we charge an escrow fee because our accounts hold escrow money for all these transactions like we said escrow earnest deposit you know now we hold the option fee and also the bank is who is lending you the money they're sending us the escrow money or, you know, the lending money to our escrow account. So we charge an escrow fee for handling that money. Now the escrow fee that, or the escrow account that you have with your bank, it's a little separate than our escrow because that's something that they are holding for you again in an escrow account that doesn't bear interest or anything like that. And it basically holds everyone that is client of that lender, all their tax money. So that's um, their escrow. So taxes and insurance get paid from that. And basically what happens is at the end of the year, they see, okay, how many people in Dallas County do I have? And they send out one check with all these account numbers for all the people that pay taxes in Dallas, right? So when the taxes go up, they do ask you to adjust your payment because then what they were holding for you initially, it's gone up. It's gone mm-hmm. up, yeah. You know? Oh, and actually, hmm. I think they need to have a little bit more, right? Uh, Normally because, they hold a yeah, little bit Yeah, because more. I got a, a letter this week saying that they did the the planning or the they did the projection for this year and it was not enough. So I either need mm-hmm. to send like one thousand two hundred bucks more or your payment uh, goes up. Pay three hundred dollars a month. month. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Like Taxes have gone up so much. And they will much, be going up because so of the much. prices of the homes. They so keep much. going yeah. up. We are so, definitely have a you know rising in the markets. Definitely a seller's market right now. The inventory is slow, and we talked about a little bit about construction and whatnot. So one thing to keep in mind as being, you know, cost effective and, and trying to keep, you know, everything within a budget, we we don't charge any miscellaneous fees. We have the escrow fee and everything else is pretty much state mandated or state regulated. So title insurance would be the same if you close with title, which I'm sure you, everyone's heard of, or Miller Who Title, which I've heard you know, of Miller Title. Miller Title is <laughs> Roberto this. Perez. That's yeah. all Great. I've heard. Awesome, yeah. guys. I'll keep the show on for the next <laughs> month. <laughs> this is this is about. So I understand, Roberto. So you close and everybody's happy. Uh, do you celebrate with uh, the uh, the you have champagne ready and all that good stuff in the office? Or? We do actually. It's it's a little bit of a you know I guess a uncommon thing, but. You know, I, I'm going to off- start working from his office. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't offer it to everybody. It, it's it's more of a, I get the feel of how the client, you know, has the approach of that closing day, right? So there's times where clients are really excited that they're buying this house and, and they'll sit there and tell me the story and they'll say, hey, we struggle. We had 40 offices, you know, offers and we, we were looking for a house for the last three months and we've been in a hotel room for, you know, so many years, I mean, days or whatever. So I'm just like, we yeah. need a bottle open. Yeah. Like, we, need a, we need a pop of bottle right now. So, Roberto, yeah. you're an amazing an amazing escrow officer. And uh, tell us a little bit. Are you getting ready to expand? Uh, just give us a little bit of hints what we're going to be doing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so definitely it's in my mindset to grow, to keep expanding. Um, it is a struggle. I had a, a, a meeting with the underwriter um, two days ago on Monday. 
And, you know, there's just so many hurdles to go through to actually be your own title company. And it takes a lot of money and a lot of effort and, you know, dedication, which I'm not discouraged. I'm just saying the goal is probably extended a couple more months. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're with you and uh, think about franchising out. okay? and I'll be right there with you. You know, I'm always you know, I like to take the couple minutes to just be grateful for for everything I have so far. The the people that gave me a chance to to partner up with Miller Title, it's uh, definitely been a learning experience. You know, I don't wish bad upon anybody, and I'm not saying I'm in bad terms with Miller Title. I'm just saying it's that time yeah. to to actually you know step grow out and, and grow, grow and expand. And grow. Yes, yeah. yes, and we're gonna grow with you because we're right here for you. Thank you so much for listening to Alexander and Friends 660 The Answer. I do want to tell you a little bit exciting things, news that I want to put together, a little trip to Oaxaca with Oaxaca, Alexander Oaxaca. and Friends. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometime uh, I'm working right now on fairs and uh, with a dynamic, uh, um, dynamic uh, travel, agent. travel agency, mm-hmm. who's an old friend of mine from American Airlines. You know, I retired from American. So, uh, and hopefully we have a weekend of like a three night and four day and go to Oaxaca and go to the beach. And just enjoy it. That would be awesome. So that we'll would co- be awesome. And we'll have Roberto. Girls trip. You should go. No, Girls trip we'll have... plus Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> Roberto will be our We guide. are going to need to ask authorization to Cecilia, but I think she trusts us. She's good. I'm going she to uh, take a trip by myself. Ooh. And she's okay with that. So I wouldn't. Yeah. I, she'll probably go. You know, she, we haven't been to Oaxaca. So mm-hmm. I think she'll oh, be Oaxaca like. Oh, Oaxaca is beautiful. It, it is absolutely dynamic. So and we'll take Michael Clark with us. He's our producer. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, If you guys Michael. need anything for Miller Title, my number is 469-619-3073. And we'll add that to our Facebook and to our uh, website. Alexander and Friends 660 is coming up. Just stay tuned. Thank you. Courtney. I got nothing else. I think we covered a lot. Yeah. Well, have a great week, and I'm praying for less pollen because it's kidding me. But we are going to be back next week. Roberto, thank you so much for being here for for being our 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 host and and taking making sure that we do a good job. Michael Clark, thank you so much for thank you, Michael, helping us. And uh, have a good evening. And don't forget to listen to Alexander Friends Six Sixty The Answer every Saturday night at 10 p.m. with a bottle of champagne and a cup of coffee. <laughs> good night. Night. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.